Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. One quick announcement. <laughs> we are no, no agendas here this morning other than Jesus. Um, we have decided as a church that we're going to raise for that Love Pilsen event that you all heard about that I hope you all served. You got the little QR code you signed up. We're going to fundraise. We need to fundraise $10,000. Okay? So when, when, let me say this. When, when there is a, like a major like, thing where you're looking at and you're like, it's, this has to be a miracle in order for this to happen. That's where I like to live. <laughs> I love living there. I'm like, oh, this has to happen? This, this miracle has to happen in order for this to happen? We're in the right spot. So we're going to raise $10,000 as a church. What? Ten grand. Can we do this, church? Can we, actually, can we go above and beyond? Can we just trust God to be faithful to see us so we can bless this neighborhood of Pilsen that is in desperate need of the love of Jesus Christ? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, a move. Carry what is right, I entitled this message today, Carry what is right. The first eight chapters of the book of Acts are about the, the testing and the growing of the church. We've been in a series called A Move, and we've been teaching, uh, just slowly walking through the book of Acts. We're going to continue over the next couple months. But we landed where we're at today in Acts 2. It's going to be up on the screen in one moment. But it's funny because if you were here with us back in January, we had our Vision Sunday. Our Vision Sunday message, the word for the year was wait, W-E-I-G-H-T. Weight, carrying something of value, carrying something of importance, carrying the weight of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's heavy, it's massive, not heavy to bog you down. It's just a heavy message that can break the yoke of slavery and of sin in the moment it's presented. Okay, so we talked about as a church, we need to carry the weight of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I'm studying and as I'm going through the book of Acts, the scripture verse that I talked about in January is the verse that we're going to talk about. Fresh messages to bring to you guys. Like every week, I, I sit there, whoever's preaching, I say, I want something fresh to bring to the people. I want to know where the people are at. I want to bring it to them. And this time, I came to this, and I was like, why, why did I just preach that in January and we forget about it? I'm going to preach it again today. Is that all right by you guys? I'm going to preach a message that I preached in January today because it's our vision, mes vision message. And I believe more than ever, we just, and we've missed the mid-year in a sense. It was June, but we're right here. We've got a whole nother couple months ahead of us, and I believe we need to catch this as Oasis Church Chicago. But if you call yourself a believer of Jesus Christ, I pray this message helps you. You with me this morning? Are you awake this morning? I'm going to preach a message that I preached once before, so hopefully it's better the second time around. If it's not, don't tell me. Just leave it. Just be like, oh, well, maybe the third time. All right, so you got your Bibles? Acts 2, 38 through 47. I entitled it. Oh, it's already off. It's all right. A move, carry what is right. The people of God are now filled with the Spirit of God. When you are filled with the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God and you ask to fill you, there is a supernatural boldness that comes over you. We need a bold church. And the way that we become bold is we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us with boldness. And this is what had happened right before this. The, the people were in the upper room and they were filled with the Spirit of God and now they step out to the world. Peter steps up. And Peter preaches, well, in my opinion, the best sermon of all time. 
No, I can't touch this message comparative to how Peter just preached this word of God. Because when the Spirit of God comes in you, there's supernatural boldness. If some of you are wondering why do you not have boldness and courage, go ask the Father to give it to you. Because he wants to give it. He wants to say, I want to fill you with boldness. I want to fill you with courage. So Peter stands up. And it says this, 238 through 47, Acts 238. Peter replied, Each one of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. Catch that. To you, to your children, and to those far away. He's not just saying it's just for that time. It's for generations and generations and generations to come. The Holy Spirit is still moving today, right now. It wasn't just for them. It was for children and their children and their children and their children and their children. And guess what? Not just the children, but everybody else who's far off to get it. Jesus is all about us. Ain't that good news? Then Peter, in verse 40, continued preaching for a long time. Now, some of you all judge me for a 35-minute message. It says Peter went for a long time. So today, we're going till 2. Welcome to church. Hope you like who you're sitting next to. Somebody's like, really? Is this happening? No, we have to be out of here by 1230. It's all right. And Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Hello. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Just a casual salvation call of 3,000 people. Like, or just three in our church. Like, anyways, 3,000 in all were added to the kingdom of God because the people were filled with power. Catch this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, each day, not just that day where 3,000 were added, then it says each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. A move, carry what? is right. Any um, over-packers in the house? People that are bad, like terrible packers. My hand is up. I travel decently amount. I, I, I travel, I, I, over the years, I, I began to travel more and more and more. And, and some of you know this about me, but I am the worst packer. My wife and I went on our honeymoon, and um, she shows up, and I show up, and we're ready to, to get to the airport, and uh, we had a driver come and pick us up, and I'm wheeling out two and a half suitcases plus my backpack. And my wife has, like, a carry-on bag. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> She's like, with all those bags? I was like, yeah. And I remember wheeling them into the car and getting to the airport, checking them and doing that, getting to, the, getting to the place we were going on. Well, in full insider scoop, we went on a cruise for our, our honeymoon, and, you know, you just think and wonder, you're on your honeymoon, people are just going to take care of you. Get to this massive ship. (laughs) And they're like, oh, sir, you and your wife's room are like 
all the way down, like a mile down that boat. I said, oh, cool, can I leave my bags? They said, no. You're going to carry your bags all the way down this hallway. I said, love you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm so glad I'm here today. And I began carrying. At that time, I think one of our wheels busted off of one of our suitcases. So I'm like carrying it. I'm also carrying hers because that's just the kind of guy I am. And I'm carrying her bag and I'm carrying my bags and I'm getting there. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing like we got a half mile in. We got, we got three-fourths of the way in. We're, we're walking to our door and I'm passing out the moment I get inside. I had carried what had appeared to be each suitcase, I think it was right about 49 pounds. Nailed it. Two and a half suitcases. Let me tell you how much I wore that week. A bathing suit 95% of the time. And a button-down shirt that I wore every single night. The rest of it, not necessary. I packed three suits. Why? Because you need one for every night. I packed, I packed like jeans. My wife goes, we're in the Caribbean. I said, you just don't know. Like you don't know. She's like, why do you have all these clothes? I said, you just, you, babe, you just don't know what we're going to encounter. You just never, anybody else, like, you just, you just pack because you just don't know, right? Like, maybe the ship captain wants to invite me to dinner. That's why I got my tuxedo. She's like, you're so, so, so dumb. I was carrying these bags dying. I was carrying unnecessary weight. And I think about all the times in my life where I've carried unnecessary things. Where I put them in my hands and was like, I got to carry this. I got to hold on to this. If I let this go, I don't know what's going to happen. If I don't hold on to this, I don't know what's going to be next. And if I let this go, who knows what's going to happen? Some of us in this room this morning, you walked in here with such a heaviness. It's clicking right now. You walked in with such a heaviness because the heaviness that you're walking in with right now is you're carrying unnecessary weight today. You are carrying stuff that Jesus never called you to carry. He never asked you to carry what you're carrying. You are carrying it because you're choosing to carry the weight of that thing today. In today's message, I want to encourage us as believers of Jesus Christ to stop carrying unnecessary weight. Yo, you've been healed from a, a, an addiction? Let it go. Yo, you've been healed from a broken relationship that hurts you really bad? Let it go. Stop walking back to dead things and trying to pump them back to life and carry them. They're dead. Let them die. Some of you need to hear that this morning. You're trying to pick, have you ever picked up like a body that's like appears to be like dead? Like if I said, have you ever picked up a dead body? And I'm like, yeah. Everyone's like, I'm leaving this church. No, but for real, like. Yeah, like, like, like we had to do, I don't even know why we did this in soccer, but you ever like act like you're dead and dead weight and then you have to carry the person, like drag them? You know how hard that is? A hundred yards down a soccer field? Terrible. Like I'm like, who invented this idea? Because I need to have a conversation with them. Some of you are carrying dead weight. And you're wondering why you're being bogged down all the time. You're wondering why you're not happy. You're wondering why you don't have joy. You're wondering why you don't have peace. Because you're carrying things that Jesus paid for and says, you don't have to carry it. I carried on a cross called Calvary 2,000 years ago. So you don't got to carry it. I'm preaching this morning. This is going to be great. We got to wait to carry us a church. I believe this house, I really do. I really believe this house has a calling on it. I believe Oasis Church Chicago has a calling. I believe the churches across the city that preach Jesus' name have a calling more than ever. But you, as followers of Jesus Christ, we all have this calling. 
So I see a couple things in this passage that I want you to take away with you this morning. Are you taking notes? You're like, I don't know because I haven't had anything to take notes on. All right. Anyways, I want you to write this down because this is important. We need to carry the right thing. The first thing is this. You need to carry the right message. Wow. You need to carry the right message. Let me ask you this. So I don't need an answer back. Just think about this. What's your life's message to the people around you? Conviction Sunday. That's to me too. What's the message that you're carrying to the people around you? What do they see? What are they hearing? What are they experiencing when you walk into the room? Are they experiencing freedom? Are they experiencing life? Are they experiencing joy? Are you being a peace catalyst? Are you carrying in the grace and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ? Are you just carrying in the same stuff as the rest of them? See, you see, we, gotta, we as church people got to carry the right message. And the right message is what Peter tells the world when he preaches this in their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Because when you carry the right message, people around you are like, yo, what's that? What's that? What you got? Can I get that? Can I, can I have that? Because that? that message is real. Whoa. You're actually living what you preach. You're actually living out the things that the word says. You're the first time I've ever seen a real Christian. Hello. I'm preaching this morning in love. Are they seeing a message that's going to say to you, hey, brothers, what should we do to get what you have? Hey, how can I get that? Because if you're carrying the right message, people all around you, well, I'm not a people person. I'm really quiet at work. I'm really reserved. Pastor, I don't have the vocal cords like you do. Praise God. Thank the Lord. But you have the same spirit of Jesus Christ inside of you that I have inside of me. And so it doesn't matter if you're a people person or not. What message is your life carrying? And is it causing people to say, hey, come here. I'll tell you. And Peter continues. He says, each one of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you and to your children and to all those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Your message that people are singing in your life is just not on Sundays. Some of you walk in here with your Sunday best on. Can you stop walking into this church with your Sunday's best on? Can you stop walking in like, I got it all together. And I'm looking at you like, no, you don't. No, you don't. But like full transparency, can we, can we be that way? Like we, we can stop walking in here. I'm not telling you to walk in here and just lay on the ground and in the fetal position. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you told me just to walk in here and be me. But I'm telling you, you can walk in here and just be like, you know what? I need you, Jesus. I need you. I need you to fill me so that when I walk out these doors and I get around people, the message that's coming out of me is not the message that I'm dealing with right now. It's you alive in me so that people can come alive around me. And that's a good place to really like shout amen. Like I need your spirit to come alive in me so that I can carry the message of salvation for the people around me. Guys, have you ever led someone to Jesus Christ? If you haven't, it's fine. It's totally okay. But can I tell you something? When you lead someone to Jesus Christ, when you see someone so broken, like me, 
messed up, jacked up kid, broken. You tell them the right message. Not the message that they're seeing on TV, not the message that they see from that, that, that Christian that calls themselves a Christian, but the moment they get into the workplace, they're gossiping about everybody. They're, they're demeaning everybody. That's not the right thing. The message is, hey, 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 I was saved. I was forgiven. I was washed clean. I was once a sinner. I was once broken. I was once lost, but now I am found. I am not forsaken. I am a child of God. Hey, let me tell you that message. And when that message comes alive to people, let me tell you something. It's life-changing. When you get to tell someone that message and you get to see the change in their life, it's unreal. You want to get high? Get high on telling someone about Jesus. I'm telling you guys, like that sounds super weird. Pastor, you've said a lot of weird things today. I'm telling you right now, when I see someone's life transformed right before my eyes by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like, yo, I don't need anything else in this world. I don't need nothing else. I'm good. I'm great. I'm awesome. This is so good. It's so God. We got to carry the right message. But this message, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm flying. This message, that message, repent, right? Huh. Anybody else like, repent? Oh, woo. Chill, man. Bro. Repent. That word is heavy. Word's hard. Doesn't feel good. We need love in the church. The highest form of love is correction. And if we miss that, we miss this message. Because what he's saying is, is hey, repent. Just, just tell the Lord. He already knows. Just say, hey, you know what, Jesus, I've separated myself because of my sin. Hey, I'm sorry. Guess what? You're in the family. Is that, am I missing something? Like, that was an awesome place to, like. <laughs> like, like we, wait, wait, we don't have to do anything. Else. No, no, hey, Jesus, I'm sorry. Can you come in? I'm repenting. I, I've really messed up here. I've really missed the mark. And you know what he says? Yep, coming. I'm making a home in your heart. I'm making a home in your life. I'm here. You're part of the family now. This is good news. I've already heard this once, Pastor. I don't need it again. Yes, we do. We all need this again. We need to be carrying the right message of Jesus Christ to the city, to your workspaces, to your schools, to the people around you. What message is your life carrying? What message is it today? Are you showing the world? Or are you just showing your spouse when you get home? And that's when the message of Jesus comes out. Are you just a Christian in the, the house or are you a Christian in the city? Yeah, this is going to build a church. Is this helping? Let me just hear that. All right. Second thing is this. God, oh, let me just say it this way. I see, my, I don't really use my notes a lot, but I see something, I'm like, oh, that was, that's good, JP. That's really good. If you were lost in the middle of nowhere, lost. I mean, like, you ever been in the woods lost? I felt that way up in Michigan when I was backpacking for the first time. I was like, guys, we're never getting out of here. I have no cell signal. I'm lost. Imagine if you were super lost. You had no idea where to go. And someone walked up to you and said, hey, let me show you the way. What are you going to say to him? No, I'm good. No, let me show you the way. Let me show you how to get out of this. Let me show you the mess. See, it's not just the pastor's job on Sunday to show people how to get out of it. It's your job. It's your job to show them the right message. Okay, anyways, here we go. Number two. See, when we know that we have the right message, we're going to start to have to carry the crowds. When we know the right message, when we know that we can proclaim Jesus, always only Jesus. There's no other way to heaven except through Jesus. There's no one above him. His name is Jesus. 
When we start to preach that message and we tell people, hey, all you got to do is just go to him and say, hey, I receive you. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Guess what starts to happen? Crowds start to come around. Mass amount of people start to happen. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000. That's a lot of people, no? Like 3,000? Like, like, imagine if we were a church that went out to the streets, we went out to our workspaces, we went out to the people around us and shared the right message that's worth carrying. Imagine what could happen in your workspace. Imagine what could happen in your school. When the Spirit of God fills you and you're empowered and you share the message of Jesus Christ, people want it. I'm, I'm sorry, they do. When people tell me, I go to, I, you know, I talk to pastors a lot. We, we talk, you know pastors it's a pastor's thing to do but I'll read articles all the time and they'll be like the generation coming up is dead they don't go to church I'm like come to my church come to our church because majority we love we, we, we pray for wisdom right from the older generation but majority of you all are in this church are 20s and 30s where it's the generation that's dying from going to the church guess what happens when we carry the right message people want to come to this whether you believe it or not, some of you are in this room today, I know it, you, you've been coming, you've been coming, you've been coming, but you're not sure if you believe this. That's cool. You're welcomed here. But you keep coming back to this place because we're carrying the right message and we're going to carry the crowds properly. We're going to know how to carry the crowds. We're going to know how to help people. We're going to know how to be there for people. We're going to cry with people. We're going to pray with people. We're going to get low with people. We're not going to stand above and over people. We're going to get down on our knees and we're going to help people because we're going to carry the crowds the right way. We're going to carry the masses the right way. So we need people that are healthy. We need people that are spirit-filled, empowered to carry the crowds the right way. I say it all the time. I don't know where she's at. She's not in here, but Rachel and I can't do this all by ourselves. I don't want to. Like, why would I want to share in this just me and her? I want to share it with all of us. The glory and the honor and the truth about bringing people home. About sharing the good news. Like, why would it just be us? It should be all of us. We can all carry the crowds together. I wonder what it would be like if we would get super stoked and amped and excited about seeing stadiums filled with people coming to know Jesus Christ. Like, do you have that faith? Do you believe for that to happen? Well, that was just for the Billy Graham days. Guess what? No, it wasn't. Billy Graham didn't have some niche in the market. He was a godly man. He was a man of God and integrity and of character. But guess what? You have the same, let me remind you, spirit that was inside of Billy Graham and all the other great evangelists that are inside of you today. So why can't we have stadiums filled? Why can't we carry the crowds to Jesus and be like, oh, he just wants to build a mega church. No, I don't. I just want to see 100 billion souls come to heaven with me. And if you don't have that vision for your life, ask for that vision. If you don't have a big enough vision for your life to say, hey, God, help me to have, have just the vision to see a bunch of people come to heaven with me, ask him. Because your heart will start to break for people. Your heart will literally break for people. Emotional. Third thing, you with me. What I get from this passage is when we carry the crowds, we got to carry it, though, with the right methods. Guys, there are so many methods out there today. So many ways to do this. And they're not wrong. I learned from guys that have gone before me. I'll keep learning from guys that have gone before me, men and women. They're not wrong methods. But what happened to us learning from the method of the best from these guys? It says that these people 
These people continued to devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. They showed up to church. And to the fellowship. They showed up to fellowship with one another. Well, I just walk into church and I walk out real quick. I don't want to talk to anybody. You're missing it. You're trying to do life by yourself. And an isolated Christian, an isolated person is dangerous. So you are never called to be isolated. I'm just teaching this morning. I really hope this encourages you guys. If you are, like, I just walk in, I walk out, and I have my own thing. I go home and do it. You are isolated, and it's not a good place to be. We are never called to do life by ourselves. So they showed up to the house of God. They showed up in fellowship with one another. They shared in meals together. Hello? Hey, guess what? Invite someone over to your house to have a meal. Yeah. Invite someone over to your house and have a meal. Well, I don't know how I'm going to afford it. Guess what? Just do it. And watch the generosity of heaven pour into your house. It's amazing. I don't know how Rachel and I's fridge is so full all the time. Probably because I go to the grocery store when I'm not allowed to go to the grocery store. I can't tell you how many meals we've had and we've looked at the bank account. Full transparency here this morning. We are not rolling in it. But we are filled with generous spirits because I know how good my God is to me. I'm just being honest this morning. If I can't be honest here, I can't be honest anywhere. So, guess what? I'll fill my fridge and I'll invite people over. Yes. Some of the guys are like, thank you, Lord, for blessing us with Pastor and Rachel. We would be hungry and dying. Yes, you would. We'll take care of you. We don't get it for recognition. But guess what we get it for? Because we want to carry the right methods. And the methods was back then is they had people around them all the time, fellowshipping, teaching. These people come to our house. Guess what we start talking about? Jesus. Not what's on the latest gossip poll and trail. Did you hear what happened in the Bachelorette? Oh, my. Half of our conversations today. And it's nasty. I'm going to be real talk with you. That is the only. Where is Rachel? That is the only, wait, wait. Yo, like if, if that was like one of these amazing men, they're like, I'm going to date 20 women. Y'all would be like, you pig. How dare you? Oh, my gosh. But we watch it. We're like, this is so good. This is entertainment. Oh, my gosh. It's an absolute train wreck. <laughs> That's what it is. And I'm full transparency. I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched it. And I'm like, Yo, you don't want to watch with me because I'm crying at this stuff. I'm laughing at this stuff. I'm texting Matt Slack, who's also watching it, calling you out. And I'm saying, yo, dude, isn't this the funniest thing in the world? This is an absolute train wreck. Oh, my gosh. How does this happen? Where am I going with this? <laughs> but you can have people at your house, and instead of talking about gossip, talk to them about Jesus. Hey, what's God doing in your life today? Hey, what are you learning today? Hey, what's he doing in your life today? Because guess what? What he's doing in your life will encourage me. I just don't have to encourage people all the time. They get to. This is what happens. The right methods are showing up then to pray, it says. They showed up to pray. Man, you guys set up and tear down for a prayer meeting every Wednesday. Isn't it really hard? Yeah. Super hard. We got guys that are dedicated that show up to work right after work to come to this place and set this thing up. Why? So that we can pray. Because if they did it then, why should we do it any different today? Band could come on up. Like, why should we do this any other way? We devote ourselves to so many things that don't help us. Guys, let me say this this way. I appreciate authors. I love books. Believe it or not, I've read a few in my life. A few. I, I, I give books to people. I, I, I share stuff with people that I've read that has helped me, but where, 
where I don't want to become, what I don't want to become is this, is where I give them the book before I give them the book. Where I'm not quick to be like, hey, go check out this podcast. Hey, go check out this book. Hey, go to, it's all great stuff. I, I know that people listen to our podcast and they're like, wow, I'm super encouraged. And my message back to them will be like, great. I'm so glad I encouraged you this week. Hey, go read your word. There's a lot of methods out there today that seem to help us and encourage us, but it's not going to build your soul like the word of God. And showing up to the house of God and getting taught and getting equipped and getting challenged and getting built up in Jesus' name. Is this, is this good this morning for you all? Great, even if it's not, it's preaching to me and I just got to keep conviction over watching The Bachelor a couple times. I'm really convicted. All right. And then the fourth thing that I see is this. When you begin to carry it with the right methods, what happens is, is when you're doing all these things right, the masses, the message, all this stuff, the way that you keep it, the way that you keep it is you carry the move with awe. With awe. Have you ever been awed in your life? When I turned around, I saw my wife in her wedding dress. I was like, whoa. Babe, I've been awed many times. I was in awe when the guy sent me that song this week after writing for a couple hours. That's crazy. I was in awe of the Holy Spirit that just touched their lips and anointed their hands to write. I'm in awe when I see things happen in our church, when we pray for young people, or we pray for babies that are sick that get healed, when we pray for people that are in comas and they come out of comas, when we pray for people that have been underwater for almost, uh, I don't even know, 20 minutes or something, and they were unconscious, they were eating on a feeding tube, and now they're alive and they're walking at their house. Like, I'm in awe of what Jesus does in my life and the lives around me. See, guys, what has to happen is this. you got to remind yourself of what he's done. So that you can keep the awe. Don't lose the wonder. Some of you lose the wonder and you start wandering. I write to my son. I write to him all the time. And I say, son, may the good news of Jesus Christ never lose the wonder in you. May you just constantly wonder on how good he is. May you constantly be in awe of how good he is. May you constantly remind yourself that he's so good. And my problems, my problems, they ain't that big. Well, I got real stuff, JP, so do we. But guess what? When I think about what Jesus has done, none of that stuff matters. Yo, wake up, church. Wake up, sleepers. <laughs> because when you think about what Jesus has done, the stuff that you're experiencing. Well, you don't know the real. Guess what? I, we all have problems. We all have situations. We all have real stuff, sickness and pain and hurt and all that stuff. It's real. Guess where we're at? Earth. We're at earth, on it. And there's going to be things that happen to us all the time. But when you keep the awe of what Jesus has done, whoo, you got a life that's like, whoo. See, I, I don't just do this on Sundays like this. I'm with my wife all the time. I'm with friends all the time. I'm always like, whoo. She's like, babe, we got to talk. There's some serious issues. And I'm like, yeah, I know there's some serious issues going on. She's like, let's talk about it. I'm like, let's talk about it. But woo, Jesus. She's like, you good? I'm like, you good? <laughs> because I want to be in awe of what Jesus has done. Maybe some of you have lost the awe. The message of the cross and the empty tomb has become stale. Hey, man, I, I want to encourage you this morning. If that has become stale, just ask the Lord to forgive you. Because that message should never become stale. Amen? I'm almost done. Last thing is this. Fifth thing is this. This is all comes together. Carry what matters. Great tying up point there, Pastor. Yes. It says this, carry what matters. All the while, verse 47, 
praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God. Praising God and sharing the message of him. That's how lives were transformed. That's how people that were dead come to life. That's how addictions were broken. That's how, that's how, that's how people that were abused as children can now look at the people that abused them and say, I love you. That, that's, how, that's how pride gets broken. That's how arrogance prays. And just telling the good news of Jesus and what he did for you, that he loves you, that he died for you, that he's so madly crazy in love with you, that's it. That's it. All this religion stuff that we put on us, it bogs you down. It, it, can I say it this way? Some of you in this room today, and you're like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I've been in church my whole life. I know, I know you're in here. I know you're in here. I just do. I just do. And you're like, I've been in church my whole life, and I've been burned by the church. Burned. And if I pick this thing back up and start carrying this, I'm going to get burned again. People are people. And people in the church are still people. And they're still trying to figure it out. I'm going to close with this, and we're done. We're going to praise God because that's all that matters. 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 This is real transparent. I've been transparent. I feel like this past month I've been transparent a lot. I was like 12, maybe 13. And you guys know, some of you know my story that I didn't want to serve. Mark can take. I didn't want to serve God anymore, and I never shared why. And the reason was is because my parents were at a church, a big church, and they were pastoring and they were leading. And my parents are faithful stewards of God's house. If I can be half that man and that woman, my, my wife, we'd be amazing. But at 12 years old, church people became church people. They were just people. And they allowed for things that didn't matter to creep into the church. Things that weren't important to come into the church and it began to just infiltrate the church. And I watched as my parents just took hit after hit after hit. I remember seeing my dad come home in the middle of the night and I I would awaken to him crying up in the living room. My dad's a big guy, he doesn't cry. And I would hear him weeping and, and, and crying and mourning. And it all culminated to a moment where the church was just like, you got to go. And we're 12. My brother's a little younger sister. And they're like, you got to go. What? This is the church that we start. What? You got to go. We don't like the message of Jesus anymore. Because that's what they were saying. I'm just being transparent here. Is this okay? And I remember walking into a church service at the end of that service where my parents were like, you got to go home. You got to get out of here. And I walked in because for whatever reason, people are people. And they had an open mic. <laughs> an open mic? Like a, what were they going to do, rap and sing? No, they have an open mic to, for people to start saying things to people in the church. And say things to my parents. Guys, you want to talk about someone that's been burned? And I walked in. I was supposed to be in the car. I said, hey, I got to go get something. <laughs> Whoever was watching me was really not really watching me. <laughs> I ran inside and I, Went into the sanctuary and I hear people pointing and yelling and screaming at my mom and dad. Woo! Woo! Jesus, where you at here, boy? I thought you were my homie. I thought you were my friend. Where you at here? I watched them scream. I walked out those doors. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to serve you anymore. If that's how this is, I got nothing. I missed it. I missed it as a 12, 13-year-old. I missed it. I miss that there was actually grace, and there was mercy, and there was people just being people that were hurt, and they were broken, and they were missing it. 
And what I allowed to do is I started to carry stuff that didn't matter. I started to carry the offense of that. I started to carry the bitterness of that. I started to say, how dare they? How dare they? And guess what starts to happen? I started to live the way that they were living. I started to, is this help? I started to carry stuff that had no importance, no value. It was going to hurt me instead of help me. It was going to harm me. It was never going to get me to my future. And I started to carry weight that did not matter. And I got to a 22-year-old kid. I came to that age of 22. I remember standing there in the church service that my sister invited me to after I told her no three times. She said, I'll pay you dinner. Pay for your dinner. I said, I'm there. (laughs) Should have said that the first time. I walk into a church. I sat in the back. I said, I'm not sitting up any closer than the back row. I don't trust any of these people. I don't like anything about this. The message that I heard, the things that I saw, Everything that happened to me, it was worth the anger. It was, it was, I was, oh man, I had every right to be ticked. I'm sorry, I'm going away. This is so important for us. And I remember the Lord. He said, Jay, I died so that I could take all of this from you. You've been carrying something for almost 10 years that's going to kill you. That's going to destroy you. That's going to make you bitter than anybody else in this world. It's going to make you angry. They're people. Forgive them. Forgive them and let it go and start walking into the future and the destiny. In that moment as a 22-year-old, I picked up what mattered, and it was salvation in Jesus Christ. And I said, my life is no longer my own. I am not who I used to be. Guess what? Bitterness and offense, that has to go because I walk in freedom. I walk in victory. So people, you want to say stuff to me? Say it. Guess what I started to do? Write letters to all the leaders of that church that hurt my family. You know what I said to them? Not, ah. I said, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing the best is yet to come for your life. I've forgiven you. No matter who, where you are, no matter what you're doing in life, I'm with you and I'm for you. I'm going to be in your corner. You know how hard that was? Super hard. But guess what? The message of Jesus Christ doesn't have anything else except love wrapped around it. So some of you in this room, you're carrying a whole bunch of stuff that you do not need to carry. And you're holding on to it. The longer you're tight, the longer you hold on to something tight, You become weaker. Your hands start to hurt. And you eventually just have to let it go. Just let it go now. Carry what matters. He's moving. He's growing. He's stretching us. He's shaping us. And he's doing great things in us. Amen? Can you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, in this place right now, we have all gathered here, not on accident. But God, we've gathered here today to be encouraged, to be changed, to be renewed by you. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I pray for every person in this place, every person that has walked into this space, God, today, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will reach down and that you will speak to them right now. That you will tell them that you love them. You will tell them that you're for them. You will tell them that you paid for their, them, God. That they, they have not done too much. They have not sinned too much. They have not forsaken you too much. Because you, God, have not forsaken them. That you are with them. That you want to heal them. That you want to deliver them. That you want to set them free. God, I pray right now that you empower this church with your spirit. God, move in power. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to do this real quick. If you're in this room. And you're like, you know what, I've been fighting this message. Or you know what, I heard this message for many times, but I, 
I've never received it because I've been carrying something that I don't need to carry. We want to give you the chance this morning to receive Jesus Christ, to be part of the family, to be adopted back into his house, into his home. Every head bowed and every closed. I'm going to give a long explanation. He just wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to wash you clean. He wants to make you brand new. It's not a second chance. It's a brand new start today. So lift your hand up on the count of three when I ask this because it's just going to, heaven's going to throw a party. We're going to throw a party. We're going to worship and we're going to sing because brand new things are happening right here in this place. Things that are important to carry are going to start to carry. Things that need to be let go are going to be let go. One, he loves you. Two, he died for you. He wants to forgive you of your sins. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. Slip your hand up right now. Slip it up high. Slip it up high. Slip it up high. Come on, I see him. Anybody else? Slip it up high. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? Amen. 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 Can we just thank Jesus right now in this place for the hands that were lifted? Come on, can you stand to your feet this morning? Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for your empty tomb. Jesus, we just receive the promises of heaven. We re receive the promise of your spirit that, Father, you are for us and not against us, that you are with us all the days of our lives. We receive your love. So, Jesus, we worship you. We proclaim this in Jesus' name. Can we sing this church as we go from this place?